Well, g'day, I'm Andrew Bright, and this is the Life Code, where we get to chat about all things faith with people from LifePoint and beyond. One of the things I've heard from women over the years is that from time to time, uh, seasons in their life, they feel like there's this utopian person out there, this utopian woman out there that they compare themselves at, they compare them whether it be in marriage, in relationships, how they look, how they parent, all those kinds of things. And inevitably, it makes them feel like they haven't made the grade. So I thought we might chat to narrative phrases today uh, about uh, her experiences in life with parenting, with uh, marriage and uh, career and how it all combines. And was she that perfect woman? Did she actually make it herself? Welcome to the Life Code Narrative. It's great to have you with us. Thank you. Well, let me ask you straight out, reflecting back over your, what, 35 years of marriage? Yes. 30-odd years of raising three girls mm-hmm. who are now all adult, married, three grandkids. Yes. Did you nail it? <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> Is that utopian woman out there? No. <laughs> no. I don't think so. It's a bit more complicated mm. than that, isn't mm, it? Definitely. Yeah. Well, let's go back. Uh, when I, I grew up in a family of six boys, and my mum always said, uh, I think it's easier to raise six boys than six girls. Now, I don't know what she was saying, but I imagine raising three girls had its challenges. Yes. Yes, I would say that. Um, I always felt like I enjoyed having three daughters because I could. I felt like I could do daughters. <laughs> I knew. I, I sort of... Um, felt quite comfortable being the mother of daughters. It, I did want a son, but I was very comfortable having three daughters. I enjoyed that. I've absolutely loved being the mother to three daughters. Uh, along the line, uh, I think the time frame was about a dozen years into marriage. Shane became blind was about a dozen years? Um, yeah, it's about nine. About nine, about nine years. Yeah. Now, no one enters into family life, marriage, thinking, hey, I'm going to be prepared for my husband to go blind at nine years. No. How on earth did that throw the spanner in the works for you with your plans and your dreams and and raising three girls? I can't imagine how hard that must have been to turn on a dime to try and figure that out as a couple. Yes. Well, it was quite a shock, but because... um, my husband's condition was a gradual decline we did god just did grace us with more time to get used to it i suppose you could say um so he could still see something for quite some time um uh it was really quite tough on the family dynamic and even our relationship at times originally as as he struggled to come to terms with what that meant for him as well um and there was yeah definitely a lot of ups and downs and we really had to dig in deep what what do you do differently when you got three raising three girls who at that time were what in the primary school, early high school? Um, we only had two at that point and they when we first found out were only about um maybe four and six, so quite young. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So how did you have to do things differently? 
Or did you not know how to do it because you've never been there before? <laughs> uh, it was definitely an evolving process. I think what became one of the most difficult issues um, was my husband having to give up driving and having to give up the career that he had and just, I guess, supporting him as he emotionally dealt with that whilst parenting young children as well. And, and we also had to navigate him, like changing a career, working out how he was going to earn money. And I I wasn't earning much money at that time as well. Um, so, yeah, it was quite a big journey as we navigated through that. Um, did, you, yeah. did you lose yourself? Oh, that's a tough question. I would say there were times when I did feel that way, definitely. Mm. At the same time, did you find a new version of yourself that was more resilient than you ever thought you were? I could also say, yes, that's very true. Yes. Um, so a little bit further down the track, um, I'm trying to think how much further down the track I realised that I was going to have to be the main income earner. And while my husband was doing amazing things, he became a chaplain, um, I supported him to study through that. That was never going to be a massive income. And we loved that he was able to do that. He was an amazing chaplain and it was a really incredibly blessed time. But we realised that I needed to be the main income earner for the future. And at that time I had no qualifications at all. I'd only gone to grade 10. And so when our youngest daughter was uh, four, I went to university at the age of 36 um, to do a degree in teaching. I'd always wanted to be a teacher. So it was just God's amazing timing that, that it worked out at the time. And Shane, uh, he was an incredible support during that time and he really equipped me and empowered me to make that happen as well. He was the stay-at-home dad. He would walk Melanie to preschool <laughs> and pick her up in the afternoons. Her big sisters helped with that as well. He would cook and clean and he would do everything he could so that I could do that degree for our family and for our future. So, Was that transition for you of because I'm not quite sure what your hopes and dreams were as a mother prior to that. Maybe you were heading toward where you're going anyway with career and what you hoped, but did you have to give up in order to go down that new track? That was an incredible time of sacrifice for us. Mm. Um, neither of us were earning much money. Mm. Uh, I actually was quite happy being a mum. <laughs> mm. I never really thought that I would have a career I thought that that had passed me by so yes it is something that um, I'm so grateful for the opportunity that I did get to do that and what that has meant for me and our family and um, I'm so so grateful for that but the time that I did push through that degree and, and making all those sacrifices and and just really struggling financially was an incredible time of blessing for us um, being a part of which at, uh, I think it was Marucci Baptist still at that point. I can't remember when life <laughs> became a thing. Um, we were so blessed. I'm talking, someone gave us a car. 
Oh, wow. We would go out and find, and oh, I'm going to get upset. <laughs> we would find an envelope in the letterbox with quite a substantial amount of money. Yeah. Um, there was a beautiful lady that was coming to our church at the time, and she would press envelopes into my hand with $50 quite regularly. Um, we were also blessed in some ways with insurance and that sort of thing coming through, mm. but. We never, ever went without. The girls had everything that we needed, but it was just such a confirmation from God that we were doing what we were supposed to be doing. Shane was chaplaining at Marichi Primary School. I was at uni. Um, the girls were all still at school for most of that, and it was just we just felt so loved and so blessed. And I guess the jump jumping off from that is that when we get the opportunity to bless, it, it's just <laughs> so good now because we're in a position that we can bless people in the mm. same way. So, yeah, you learn from that. Mm. You learn how much it means to the person that's being blessed and how hard it is to take it. Mm. <laughs> it is so hard to take yeah. it, yes. Yeah. Can, I, can I ask, when did you feel like you actually found yourself again? That tough season of losing, yeah. you know, that sense of all the things you want to do as a mum. You have to transition to a different kind of, yeah. you know, mum that so many people are, uh, yeah, are working, doing. But yeah. uh, when did you feel like you go, okay, I'm, I think I'm good with this new rhythm. I think I'm good with who I am. There's not that woman out there I'm trying to be. I'm really happy with who I am. Um, I don't think that period where I felt that way went on for a great length of time. Um, Shane really, really dug deep into his faith with God mm. and um, grew so much in that time and took me along with him. Um, I do remember, you know, some really tough couple of years, but by the time we had our third daughter, Mel, um, yeah, no, yeah. I, I feel like... We were in a really good place. Yeah. We moved to the Sunshine Coast to be closer to family. Mm -hmm. um, Shane was offered a job up here. And, um, I, yeah, just I don't really feel like it went on for mm -hmm. a great length of time, maybe just a couple of years mm -hmm. while we both adjusted to the changes. And Yeah. Well, let me ask you one more question, and that would be uh, you've got uh, years now of experience on your belt, mm -hmm. uh, other women, other mums, looking back over your life, if your piece of wisdom you say, look, this is what I would share with you if I had a room full of women yeah. eyeballing me, this is what I would share with you. I have two things that I'd really like to share. I remember one moment um, early on, standing at the clothesline, we were living at the Gold Coast at the time and it was all coming crashing in and... Um, Finances were tight. And I remember just standing at the clothesline thinking, why am I worried about paying that electricity bill? Never once has God not come through for us. Never once have we not been able to put food on the table. Yes, we might be down to that last bit of money to buy bread and milk some weeks, but never once did we suffer or starve. Or someone would bring something, you know. But why am I worrying? It, it's It's okay to just trust God and know that it's going to be okay. And that moment is so clear in my mind and I've drawn on that moment so many times in that 
period. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, it, we were definitely um, blessed over and over and over in that time. The other thing that comes to mind is I remember a moment when I realised that I could very easily judge other women um, for maybe the way they were dressing or the way they were acting. And I remember just this revelation that every woman is just trying their best to be who they are. None of us are ever going to get it 100% right. We shouldn't have to. And I just remember that moment where I really stopped and started to think, unless I walk in that person's shoes, I have no right to judge them, no right to be thinking, why is she doing that? Why is she dressing like that? Why is she talking like that? I have no idea why. And I just realised that we, we, we are so, so um, quick to judge instead of stepping in and saying, can I help you? What can I do to support you? What can I do to love you? What can I do to make your life better? And it was from that moment that I, um, yeah, just turned around my thinking and really worked hard to stop being critical of people and, and especially other women and just thinking, mm-hmm. if, 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 you know, that's that's what you want to be and that's how you want to be, then that's okay. That's, <laughs> no, that's okay. And I've tried to teach um, my daughters similar because, you know, uh I probably was a little bit guilty of in, in my younger years of, of um, even sharing some of those thoughts with them and I wanted to work on that with them and, you know, we're all just trying our hardest to be who we are. <laughs> Nera, thank you so much for sharing your story today on The Life Coat. Um, you have three amazing daughters who are making a huge impact for the kingdom. You've done an amazing job yourself. And Shane, I'm so grateful for you sharing your story with us today. Thanks for having me, Andy. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah.